Please refrain from posting online and social media reviews of your experience as these may be considered testimonials and are subject to regulations under the Securities and Exchange Commission SEC and are not allowed by Gradient Advisors LLC. Clicking like should not be considered a positive reflection of the investment advisory services offered by Gradient Advisors LLC and or their affiliated investment advisor representatives. This is Financial Focus with Jeffrey Bird from Financial Concepts. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Jeffrey provides his clients and prospects the information they need regarding retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Financial Focus with Jeffrey Bird. Hello and welcome back to Financial Focus. My name is Jeffrey Bird from Financial Concepts Wealth Management. If you'd like more information about what you hear during the show, please give us a call at 702-346-1335 or visit us online at www.financialconceptsmesquite.com. And while at my website, click on the radio page to check out past shows and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. For many Americans, Social Security is one of the linchpins of their retirement strategy and broader financial strategy. Accordingly, any news about the program often gets the attention of many older Americans. During today's show, we're going to take a closer look at the potential Social Security trust fund shortfalls, what it means for the program in general, and what it may mean for you specifically. After that, we'll transition into a broader conversation about Social Security and potential steps you may be able to take to make it more likely you get everything you can out of your own benefit. An AARP article, Social Security Trustees Project Trust Fund Shortfall by 2034, has some information that to me is very interesting and useful for today's conversation. As it explains, the Social Security Trustees 2023 annual report released in March of this year noted the program's trust fund, the Old Age and Survivors Insurance Fund and Disability Insurance Fund could be tapped out by 2034 without congressional intervention. That's a full year earlier than originally anticipated. When you consider that roughly 66 million Americans currently rely on Social Security in some form or another, that's a concerning development. If the annual report's forecast becomes reality, the revenue that supplies the Social Security Trust Fund would be able to cover only about 80% of benefits. The article notes that new economic expectations are one possible factor in the revised prediction. The trustees' report explains it expects less growth and productivity during the coming decade, compared to what it anticipated in last year's report. Smaller growth and productivity would mean less growth in revenue from payroll taxes that significantly fund Social Security. In part, the trustees' report explains that some of its adjusted forecasts stems from the lingering effect of the COVID-19 pandemic which slowed the economy in ways that are still being felt today, even though the height of the pandemic appears to be over. Now, the news about Medicare is really interesting. For the second year in a row, 
the trustees report is predicting a stronger financial outlook for Medicare. It estimates Medicare's main trust fund, which covers hospital care, will have enough funds to cover full benefits through 2031, a full three years longer than it forecasted just last year. Though that's certainly good news for the millions of people who need Medicare to enjoy their preferred retirement lifestyle, the trustees report does note that both Social Security and Medicare are facing long-term funding uncertainty. Though I don't think I'm going out on a limb here when I say it's increasingly hard for Congress to agree on much of anything, I do personally think Social Security and Medicare may be different. Again, as we've stated through the show today, Social Security and Medicare are lifeblood programs for millions of Americans, and here's the thing, older Americans vote in big numbers. Therefore, members of Congress are, again in my opinion, unlikely to take steps to antagonize such an important voting bloc. The article also offers some steps Congress may be able to take to put Social Security on steadier footing. To avoid the potential shortfalls that we've discussed during the show, Congress could, over the next decade, cut benefits, raise taxes, redirect other government revenue into the program, or utilize a combination of those options. For many elected officials, the idea of cutting benefits or raising taxes are equally unappetizing, which means lasting solutions may be hard to come by. One important note here. The article explains that President Biden and congressional leaders have already agreed that potential Social Security and Medicare cuts are off the table during the upcoming negotiations about raising the nation's debt ceiling. If you have questions or concerns about Social Security and Medicare and how they fit into your financial strategy right now as well as years down the road, I'd recommend working with a financial services professional who's well-versed in both programs. Let's focus on Social Security in more general terms. An Investopedia article, 10 Common Questions About Social Security, contains details I think are very interesting. First, a bit of history. Social Security was established in 1935 to provide retirement income to some American workers. Later, the program was expanded to cover a much larger portion of the workforce. Today, Social Security is still America's pension plan and an essential financial component that many Americans use to provide for themselves during retirement. Currently, Social Security provides 37% of older men and 42% of older women with at least 50% of their retirement income. And for 12% of older men and 15% of older women, Social Security is at least 90% of their retirement income, according to the article. Depending on when you were born, you'll be eligible for full retirement benefits as soon as age 65 or as late as 67. Here are the specifics. If you were born before 1938, your full retirement age is 65. If you were born between 1938 and 1942, it falls between 65 and two months to 65 and 10 months. If you were born between 1943 and 1954, 
It's age 66. If you were born between 1955 and 1959, it falls between 66 and 2 months and 66 and 10 months. If you were born in 1960 or later, your full retirement age is 67. You can choose to begin receiving Social Security as soon as age 62, but if you do so, your monthly benefit will be permanently reduced. For example, if you file when you turn 62 and your full retirement age is 66, your benefit is cut by 25%. Conversely, if you delay taking your benefits past your full retirement age, you'll receive a higher permanent benefit. Specifically, you'll receive 8% each year up to age 70 for those born in 1943 or later when benefits max out and there's no longer a financial incentive to postpone filing. Another common Social Security question is how eligibility is determined and the answer is that is based on the credits you earn during your working years. This year, you receive one credit for every $1,640 you make up to a maximum of four credits. If you were born in 1929 or later, you need 40 credits, basically 10 years of full-time work, to receive Social Security during your retirement. Workers currently pay 6.2% of their wages into Social Security on up to $160,200 of their income. Employers kick in another 6.2%. Folks who are self-employed have to pay the full 12.4%. You can also receive Social Security benefits while you continue to work. If you've reached your full retirement age, you can keep working and earn as much as you can and still receive full benefits. But if you're under your full retirement age, your benefits will be temporarily reduced. However, that money is not lost. Social Security will credit that money to your record when you reach your full retirement age, which means you'll have a larger benefit. The reduction is $1 for every $2 of earned income above $21,240 for those who haven't yet reached their full retirement age. During the year you reach your full retirement age, your benefits will be reduced by $1 for every $3 in income greater than $56,520. That continues until the month you become fully eligible. There's much more nuance to this particular Social Security component, so if you're working while receiving Social Security, or plan to, I'd recommend working with a financial services professional who may be able to help you devise a beneficial strategy. If you enjoyed the show today, please visit www.financialconceptsmesquite.com and click on my radio page. Also, be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And finally, if you want more information on what we discussed today, please give us a call at 702-346-1335. Thanks again for listening. And we'll talk to you again next week. Be safe and God bless. Thank you for listening to Financial Focus. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Jeffrey Bird at Financial Concepts. Call 702 346 
888-500-1335 or visit them online at financialconceptsmesquite.com. Jeffrey Bird offers investment advisory services through Gradient Advisors, LLC, Arden Hills, Minnesota, 877-885-0508, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Gradient Advisors, LLC, and its advisors do not render tax, legal, or accounting advice. Financial Concepts, Inc. is not a registered investment advisor, is not an affiliate of Gradient Advisors, LLC. Insurance products and services are offered through Jeffrey Bird, independent agent. Financial Concepts, Inc., Jeffrey Bird, and Gradient Advisors, LLC are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. Estate plans must be written by a qualified legal professional. Financial Concepts does not offer legal services, but may provide references to legal providers. It may also work with your attorney or legal advisor. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary, and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources, and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.